Welcome to this week's presentation with Scott Toole. We are thrilled to have you joining us as we gain insight from God's Word. Now, speaking from Rosedale Baptist Church in Baltimore, Maryland, here's Pastor Toole. Take our Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 16, the book of Luke chapter uh, number 16. And just a word about Christmas at Rosedale. It is the best time of the year. Um, and just the decorations, the warmth, the songs that we sang, the fellowship that we have. Uh, now, uh, this Sunday on the 6th, I'm still in the book of James. Uh, but it's the premier passage on how to overcome temptation. Uh, let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted of evil, neither tempteth he any man. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. Then when lust hath conceived, it bringeth forth sin. Sin, when it is finished, bringeth forth death. Uh, and it really is a detailed description uh, of how someone goes from serving the Lord to totally losing it. Uh, from from uh, serving the Lord to just a train wreck spiritually. And I promise you, if you come, you'll get some practical uh, helps on how to overcome uh, temptation. So be here for that. Uh, but then the Christmas series, um, The Gift, uh, starts December 13th uh, and uh, that's going to be uh, man's gift to God, uh, the wise men, giving gold, uh, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And then uh, the Wednesday night, it's going to be man's gift to man. The greatest gift man can give to man uh, will be in Luke chapter 17, forgiveness, forgiveness. The greatest gift uh, man can give to man. And then uh, on December 20th, we'll be in John 3, 16, the whole service. Uh, if you have someone that doesn't know the Lord, someone who who is trying to make a decision about salvation, a great service to bring them uh, as we look at God's gift to man. Uh, and then it all culminates on uh, Christmas Eve. It's going to be unlike anything we've ever done uh, in a good way. You'll leave saying, wow, that was really neat. Uh, the, some video elements, some live elements, singing, uh, preaching, all the way around. Uh, I think you'll be glad that you were a part of every single a step along the way. So just kind of a, a what to expect and uh, just keep your eyes open uh, with all, all that's going to be happening. Uh, Luke chapter 16, look at verse number 1. And he said also unto his disciples, there was a certain man which had a steward. And the same was accused unto him uh, that he had wasted his goods. And he called him and said unto him, how is it that I hear this of thee? They almost shocked. How is it that I hear this of thee? It's my goods. I own all of this. I've, I've hired you to be a steward, and you've wasted my goods. How is it that I hear this of thee? Give an account of thy stewardship, for thou mayest be no longer a steward. Then the steward said within himself, What shall I do? For my Lord taketh away my, my, uh, from me the stewardship. I cannot dig. To beg I am ashamed. I am resolved what to do that when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. So he called every one of his, of his Lord's debtors unto him and said unto the first, How much owest thou unto my Lord? And he said, A hundred measures of oil. And he said unto him, Take thy bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. You owed a hundred, write fifty, you're absolved of the rest. Then said he to another, How much owest thou? And he said, A hundred measures of wheat. And he said unto him, Take thy bill and write fourscore. Okay, you owe this, you only have to pay this. Uh, and, and the Lord commended the unjust steward, the shocking part, uh, that the Lord commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely 
For the children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. And I say unto you, uh, make to yourselves friends of the mammon of unrighteousness that when ye fell, he's applying it, that when ye fell, they may receive you into everlasting habitations. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. Uh, And he that is unjust uh, in the least is unjust uh, also uh, in much. And he's talking about finances specifically. If therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, money, money, uh, who will commit unto you uh, your trust the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in that which is another man's, you're a steward, talking money, uh, you're a steward of what someone else has given you. Who shall give to you Uh, that which is your own. And so uh, it's a parable Christ is teaching us with a story, uh, and and most of us know the story, but but let's put down point number one first of you. We'll write down the story of the steward. The story uh, of the steward, uh, verse one, there was a certain rich man. Uh, He owned it all, which also had a steward, uh, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. I'm sure it's not the first time you've seen the story. This is one of those stories that uh, typically you'll read in your Bible reading almost uh, with more questions coming out than, than going in, especially when the Lord commended that unjust steward for what he did. Uh, and, and so the story is that that landowner owns it all, hired a steward, that steward wasted, that didn't do his job. Uh, that steward was sloppy with with his stewardship, and, and then when uh, the, the, the time was near, the end was near, his time was up, uh, he went out quickly and uh, started to renegotiate, started to uh, say, okay, you owe this, uh, pay this, owe this, pay this, and uh, basically doing that so that uh, when he's cast out, there'll be someone with goodwill to receive him. Uh, and, and God, when here uh, that Lord commends him, uh, God's not necessarily saying, do exactly what he did. There's a lot that he did wrong that uh, we should not do, but uh, he is saying there are principles that would apply. Uh, there are some motives that are meaningful, some uh, truths that are very transferable for the children of this world or in their generation, in some ways, wiser than the children of light. Uh, okay, everybody with me so far? The story, the steward, unjust, sloppy, didn't do his job. Uh, when his time was up, end was near, he started renegotiating. Uh, without the, the Lord's permission, started uh, renegotiating so that when he was cast out, he would be received in. Put down point number one, if you will, underneath that. A, the problem that was continuous. The problem that was continuous. We don't necessarily learn uh, how to live day by day, day by day, continuously, because it was a problem that was continuous. Verse 1. Now, there was a certain rich man which had a steward. And of course, our father owns a cattle on a thousand hills. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Uh, he is our certain rich father, that heavenly father. We're stewards of everything he's given us. There's a certain rich man. Uh, he had a steward. And the same was accused unto him that he had wasted, wasted. Uh, the verb tense isn't just a one-time uh, event. Uh, last Friday, you wasted. Or... Two months ago on a Saturday, uh, you wasted. The verb, ten- verb tense means it's happening. It was happening. It's still happening. And that's why the time is up. Uh, your end is near. Uh, but the unjust steward 
uh, was given authority or dominion over that finances, squandered them, uh, wasted them, but seeing the end coming, uh, he started renegotiating uh, the debts. Is everybody still with me? It was a problem that was continuous. Put down number two, it was a practice that was costly. A, a practice that was costly. Now, I don't know that anyone in here would want to hire this guy. Now, I don't know that anyone in here would want an employee like this. But again, we can learn some things from him. Uh, and so first, practice continuous, problem continuous. Uh, it was a practice that was costly. There was a certain rich man which had a steward and the same accused unto him that he had wasted, wasted, wasted his goods. It cost the master money. It cost the steward his job. Now look at verse number two. And he called him and said unto him, How is it that I hear this of thee? Give an account. Give an account of thy stewardship, for thou mayest be no longer. Give an account. You're going to be no longer a steward. I think it's interesting how shocked the master was, that certain rich man was. Uh, when he realized the steward that he hired to do one job, to manage one area, uh, to do right by him, uh, he didn't do that, wasted his goods. Uh, that phrase where he says, how is it that I hear this of thee? How is it that I hear this of thee? I can't even uh, believe it. Uh, and, and much like when God gives us health, uh, he expects us to use it for his glory. Uh, when God gives us talent and ability, uh, he expects us to use it for his glory, for his honor. Uh, when God gives us talent and time and, and, and finances, hey, God, uh, and, and when we waste it, when we waste it, how is it that I hear this of thee? But almost a shock uh, in that voice, uh, almost like Paul. Uh, what? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, uh, which is in you, which ye have of God? You're not your own. You're bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Uh, you see, the steward didn't own anything. Uh, the, the steward, it's not that he possessed anything on his own. He didn't even earn it, didn't work for it. Uh, it was something given to him, and he wasted it. And then when he was called on the carpet, called on the carpet, put down letter C, the pondering that was clear. It wasn't until then, uh, verse number three, it wasn't until then, uh, he didn't have a moment of conscience, conscious, uh, he didn't have a, a, a twinge of guilt, and uh, he didn't have a, a friend that ran alongside and said, hey, you're messing up, you need to start doing better, uh, working harder, being a better steward. It wasn't until the end then, the end then, uh, he was losing his job then, the steward said within himself, what shall I do? For uh, my Lord taketh away from me the stewardship, uh, I cannot dig to beg I am ashamed. I, I cannot dig to beg I am ashamed. Uh, it wasn't until he was called out. It, it wasn't until the end was near. It, it wasn't until the time was up. Then the steward said within himself, the pondering that was clear. And for us, Psalm 90 says, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Boy, we need to get a grip on the fact that uh, uh, it, it, the way it used to go, the way it is going, isn't always going to be that way. Uh, eventually, we'll give an account. 
We'll give an account. And it, was, it wasn't until he realized, boy, I'm going to have to give an account. The end is near. I better get busy. And I do like the fact that he said, I cannot beg. I cannot beg. Uh, too proud to beg. Uh, I, I cannot beg. But then uh, he, he went on to say, I cannot dig. I cannot dig. I cannot beg. I cannot dig because you're lazy. I cannot beg because you're proud. Uh, and then he goes, but I'm resolved. Here's what I'm, I'm resolved. And so uh, I, I cannot dig. I cannot beg. Uh, but here's what I'm resolved to do. Verse 4, I am resolved what to do that when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. Now, don't, don't miss the fact that uh, this is our Lord uh, and Savior, Jesus Christ, laying out this parable, laying out this story uh, before his disciples, trying to teach them that uh, you have a limited time, trying to teach them that uh, you have something given to you that, that, that you don't own, uh, trying to teach them that uh, we need to use what we have for the Master's honor and praise and glory. And so uh, he finally starts uh, planning ahead. He, he finally starts sending it ahead his finances, put down letter D, the policy that was commendable. The policy that was commendable at certain rich man that had a steward, uh, he gave him uh, management over, he gave him a, a stewardship over, and that steward wasted his goods. Uh, the master called him on the carpet. How is it uh, that I hear this of thee? I'm shocked uh, that you wouldn't do what that you were called to do, hired to do. I'm shocked that uh, uh, you're, you're squandering and you're wasting. Then uh, the steward, when he realized he's on his way out, uh, look at verse number five. So he called every one of his Lord's debtors unto him and said unto the first, how much owest thou unto my Lord? And he said, a hundred measures of oil. And he said unto him, take thy bill and sit down quickly and write 50. Uh, instead of a hundred, 50, we'll call it even. Uh, then said he to another, how much owest thou? And he said, a hundred measures of wheat. And he said unto him, take thy bill and write 80, write four score. And so he's not being commended for his laziness. Uh, he's not being commended uh, for, for the waste. Uh, in fact, he didn't even keep good enough records to know who owed him what. Hey, tell me how much do you owe? How much do you owe? Uh, you talk about a steward that is, is, uh, is terrible at what he does, shouldn't have been hired. Uh, there should have been some accounting, some, some accountability, some management over, some oversight side over that. Uh, and, and he didn't even know what each person owed him. Hey, how much? Uh, he called uh, the Lord's letters and asked them, how much uh, OSL? And so his methods weren't commendable, but his laying up treasures for days ahead, uh, his investing in the future that's what was commendable. Uh, he, he's not saying to us, you need to be lazy like this dude. You need to uh, mismanage finances like this dude, this guy. Uh, no, uh, he's saying, hey, notice, notice how when he realized his time was up, he started living in such a way that his future would be insured. Uh, living in such a way that the next step uh, would be strengthened, and that's where he, he's renegotiating, he's making friends, he's, he, he's blessing so that when he's put out, boy, they'll receive him. Uh, so many uh, Christians, uh, and at times, uh, there are periods in my life where uh, wasting talents or wasting uh, abilities or wasting uh, time or wasting and God doesn't commend us for that, but he commends us for the same thing he's commended him for, 
Uh, and that's looking ahead, looking ahead, uh, investing ahead, letter E, write it down, the praise that was conveyed. The praise that was conveyed. Look at verse number 8. And the Lord commended the unjust steward, not because he wasted, not because he was lazy, not because he was too proud to beg and too lazy to dig, but look at it. He commended the unjust steward because he had done wisely, done wisely for the children of this world in some ways are in their generation wiser than the children of light. Or basically the unsaved even at times when they're investing, when they're stewarding, when they're, when they're saving for the future, they're, they're looking ahead. Rather than just living paycheck to paycheck to paycheck to paycheck, the, the, those unwise, those, those unsaved, those, those unregenerate are in their generation at times wiser than the children of light. If the children of light would learn some of the investment principles, and I'm not talking about uh, renegotiating contracts. I'm not talking about uh, even investing in this life. Boy, the best investment you'll ever make is in the next life. The kingdom of God. The work of God. Uh, the spiritual. Uh, the eternal. And all of this is talking about that. What is our life? It is a little vapor that appeareth for a time. Vanisheth away. But we spend all our energy on uh, taking care of, uh, you know, uh, today and then tomorrow and what I drive and what I uh, wear and where I live. and what, I want to make sure that today, today, uh, everything today, uh, when we're going to spend eternity in heaven, uh, and it seems like at times we take our talent, we take our ability, uh, we take our finances, uh, and it's all about what we do for ourselves today, uh, almost with no thought about investing in eternity, uh, investing in the kingdom of God uh, investing in things that outlast this life. And of course, we know that a lot of it is driven by uh, covetousness, which is idolatry, because people do love this world, and uh, we're to love not this world. Uh, and we're to set our affections on things above, uh, not on the things here uh, and now. Uh, we're not supposed to be looking on things that are seen, but things that are unseen. For things that are seen are temporal. Uh, things that are uh, not seen are uh, eternal. And so uh, as we set our affection, set our affection up, and where our treasure is, there will our heart be also. So is everybody getting the story? A certain rich man, he turned over the, the stewardship, the management of his finances to this dude that, that was lazy, that wasted it, that, that didn't do right, and uh, he was about to lose his job, and at that time, he realized, I better start focusing on that next, that next time. When I'm cast out, when I'm done here, there'll be those that will receive me, those that will be uh, welcoming me. And so put down letter F, if you will, the principles that were concluded. The principles that were concluded. Certain rich man, uh, unjust steward, uh, wasted, lazy, proud, uh, uh, until he was about to lose his job. And then he did something very wise. Boy, he started investing in the future. Started investing in the future. And it's almost as if God says, hey, 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 look at what he did. Look at what he did. Boy, take note of 
of where he put that focus, that, that emphasis. And if Christians would focus like that on eternity, not today, not tomorrow, not what we spend or expend today. And so the principles that were concluded, I'm going to give you three of them. Number one, what we can take away, the practical application. Number one, be good stewards of what God has given you. God's the one that gave you that ability. God's the one that gave you that talent. Hey, be good stewards of those. Now, the stewardship is always based upon, am I doing with that talent what God, the reason that God gave me that talent? Am I doing with that, that ability, those blessings, that finances, that, that job, that, that ability, uh, am I using it for the very purpose that God gave me that talent and that ability and those blessings? By the way, God didn't give us that talent to primarily just make ends meet and just make a career and a living. God gave me that talent to be a blessing to the kingdom of God, uh, to to bless the body of Christ, to uh, focus on the work of God. Hey, that's why God gave us that. And now praise the Lord if you're blessed at work and the pay's raised and your salary. Hey, praise the Lord for that. If uh, if the overflow is, is more blessings on you, but don't ever let us forget it's not about us, it's about Him. We don't own it. Uh, We've been given it. Uh, We don't own it. We're stewards of it, uh, and we're to make sure that, that we have his heart, his goal, his purpose in mind with everything that he's given to us. Number one, be good stewards of what God has given you, that, that talent, that uh, ability, that time, that, that health, that, the influence, the, the opportunities, the, the finances. Number two, Realize we have a limited time to invest in the future. Uh, We have a limited time to invest in the future. Well, he came and said, how is it that I hear this? How is it that I hear this of the, hey, you're no longer going to be a steward. The time's up. The end is near. Hey, realize we only have so much time. So teach us to number our days. Uh, What is our life? Uh, It is even a vapor. Uh, Number three, be a steward of what you've been given. Uh, number two, realize we have a limited time. Number three, invest in the future, the spiritual, the kingdom of God. Uh, look at verse number eight. The children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. Now notice the emphasis, in their generation. In their generation. Hey, the children of this world aren't investing in the spiritual, the kingdom of God, the eternal, but in their generation, what they're doing there. Hey, he was investing in time to come. Boy, how much more should we be investing in eternity, that eternal time to come? Look at eight again. The children of this world are in their generation wiser than the children of light. And I say unto you, make to yourselves friends of the mammon of unrighteousness, that that when ye fail, that when ye die, that they may receive you into everlasting habitation. Is anybody tracking with me on this at all? I'm trying not to go beyond what the text says, but the text is pretty much micro-focused on this. Boy, everything we have is from God. We're to be stewards over it. Uh, We're to manage it in the way, use it in the way for the purpose, the reason that he gave it. Uh, We have a limited time with which to do it. 
And we need to be investing in eternity, investing in the future. Uh, Can you imagine just for a minute if the U.S. government said that on January 1st of 2021, uh, our currency was going to change over. Uh, The U.S. dollar uh, was going to change over to uh, the U.S. who knows what, uh, but new currency. Uh, And so for the next month, it's December 2nd maybe, uh, 3rd today, Uh, for the next month, maybe 2nd, uh, uh, next month, uh, uh, you're going to have to uh, live U.S. currency, but anything that's not exchanged before January 1st, we have to exchange it to that new currency January 1st, Uh, and anything that's not exchanged before then will be worthless. Uh, Not worth the paper it's printed on, boy, it would be uh, 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 devalued to nothing, The way most of us would approach that is we would have just enough money squirreled away to be able to live out the next 30 days, 29 days, but the vast majority of any goods that we have, we would exchange it for that future currency so that we wouldn't lose everything that we had when that exchange takes place. Is anyone following the story at all? Hey, there is a set time when there's going to be an exchange. Uh, there is a designated time, a, a set time, a, a fixed time. And on that day, uh, whether it's the rapture uh, or whether it's death, boy, on that day, uh, everything that we sent ahead will have. Uh, everything we invested in eternity uh, will have. Uh, everything that, that we poured into the work of God, kingdom of God, the eternal, hey, our families, blessing uh, people, hey, will have that. Uh, but that which we leave behind for us, will be worth nothing devalued. That's what the story is basically saying. It's basically expanding on Matthew 6 where it says, Lay not up for yourselves treasures upon the earth, where moth and rust doth corrupt, where thieves break through to steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, where thieves don't break through to steal, for where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And so he's given a story to, to illustrate, to, to, uh, to give a picture of. Uh, and in case you don't think it's talking about finances specifically, uh, look at verse number 10. He that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. He that is unjust in the least is unjust in much. If therefore you have not been faithful in money, in money, in money, in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches, eternal blessings, rewards in heaven, true riches, durable riches, eternal riches? Well, if you've not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you've not been, if you've not been faithful in that which is another man's, uh, another man's, everything I have has been given to me by God. Does anybody believe that? Everything we have Every good gift, every perfect gift cometh from above, from the Father of lights, in whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. And he says, if you haven't been faithful in money, who will commit to you your trust true riches? And if you've not been faithful in that which is another man's, for the talent, the time, the treasures, the ability, everything, the health, everything, the opportunities, the influence, who shall give you that which is your uh, own. And so, uh, as long as you're not taking the text out of context, hey, this is what it's talking about. Uh, this is why uh, we take up offerings to give all of us a chance to invest 
in eternity. Uh, This is why we have BYC gift uh, program uh, to bless people uh, and to bless ourselves for eternity. Uh, This is why we have an addictions program and survival bags and give out meal. Hey, we're trying to lay up treasures in heaven uh, where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt, where thieves don't break through to steal, uh, and we have a limited time to make that exchange. Well, I've seen pastors and even Christian families that uh, will serve for a while, but then for whatever reason, they get their eyes off the Lord. They get their heart off of blessing other people. Uh, Eyes off the Lord blessing other people. You're laying up treasures in heaven. And they start focusing in on, uh, well, what do I get out of it? And how much? And my job? And my my this? And I want to hoard? And uh, it's it's all about me. Uh, um, We have a limited time to lay up. Limited time to make that exchange. Uh, Matthew 19, everyone that forsake houses, brethren, sisters, uh, shall my name's sake, shall receive a hundredfold, shall inherit everlasting uh, life. Uh, And so the principle is this, money is simply a test. It's a test of are we focused on self or are we focused on him? Our talent is a test. Are we focused on self or are we focused on him? Our influence, our our ability, those opportunities that he's given us, it's a test of are we focused here or are we focused there? I think that's why verse 13 says, no servant can serve two masters, verse 13, for either he'll hate the one and love the other or else he'll hold to the one, despise the other. Ye cannot serve God and mammon. Boy, this passage, the Lord is really hitting hard uh, right where all of us live, where all of us live. I mean, he's hitting them in the checkbook, in the pocketbook, uh, but uh, it also applies to talent and ability. It also applies to opportunities. It also applies to to the health that we have. Uh, We need to be using it, using it. Look at verse number 14. And the Pharisees also that were covetous. And again, the whole passage, this whole passage. And the Pharisees also who were covetous heard all these things, and they derided him. And of course they did. Boy, he's poking them, their covetousness. He's, he's hitting them in their covetousness. He's, he's poking there. It's almost like the doctor that if you go in for a checkup and he's pushing, he's poking. He knows where uh, those points are, and, and man, you, he hits a soft spot, or he hits a sensitive spot, and uh, you, know, you pull back, and, and it's one of those, it's not supposed to hurt there. It's not supposed to hurt there. Boy, when, when uh, here, the Lord, poking them, finances, poking them, finances, hey, they squirmed, and they, they recoiled because they were covetous, and they derided him. Uh, in the early 1800s, Prussia's king, Frederick Wilhelm, uh, the third was involved in battles. He kind of overextended a little bit. Uh, the country's uh, bank role uh, was depleted. Uh, he wasn't going to be able to maintain all that he was doing. Uh, and so he uh, made a call for uh, all the women of the empire to donate their gold jewelry uh, for the war effort, uh, to be able to finance the expansion, to finance what was happening, finance. Uh, in exchange for their gold jewelry, they were given chunks of iron. 
Uh, and those chunks of iron were shaped, molded, uh, were uh, refabricated into the shape of a cross. Uh, and then they would wear those, those chunks of iron uh, on their necks. They were called uh, members of the Orders of the Iron Cross. Uh, members of the Order of the Iron Cross. Uh, and it was an order that would go on to impact history. In fact, it started out with the women that gave their gold jewelry. Uh, they were given back that iron cross. Uh, and, and history says they wore it proudly. Boy, I gave gold for iron. I gave gold for iron. In fact, the inscription on it in Prussian uh, said basically, uh, I gave gold for iron. Uh, but they ended up soldiers that would be valiant uh, in battle, uh, ended up getting that iron cross. But it started all the way back with, with women that realized Boy, this is better used in that battle, better used there. Uh, they, they had a much greater use, a, a much nobler use for that. Uh, and, and I guess uh, the thing that, that I take away from this, for me, is um, I need to remember that, uh, yes, caring for my family, my home, uh, talent and ability, job, career, uh, health, praiseful opportunities, God's been so good to me, so good to us. But ultimately, I need to make sure that I'm focused on the one who's given me everything that I have. Uh, the one that's blessed me, uh, the one that's empowered me and strengthened me. Uh, in fact, put down number two and we're done. Uh, number one, the story of the steward. I think we get it. Uh, but then number two, the ridicule of the religious. <laughs> the ridicule of the religious. Uh, and the Pharisees also, who were covetous, heard all these things, and they derided him. And he said unto them, Ye are they which justify yourselves before men. Boy, you make broad your phylacteries. You uh, pray on the street corners. You sound the trumpet when you give your alms. You disfigure your face when you fast. Uh, you do all of that to be seen of men, but God knoweth the hearts. And so, uh, as we walk through this, and then walk past this. It's a good reminder for me when God's poking me, poking me, boy, poking me in the covetous area, that covetous region, that, that heart area, boy, it shouldn't hurt there. Uh, we should be serving the Lord. Uh, we should be working and ministering for the Lord, uh, doing all we can for the glory uh, of God. Uh, they gave gold for, for iron, gold for iron. Uh, this unjust steward, in this one way, in this one way, squandered, lazy, proud, but in this one way, realizing, hey, I need to focus on that next step, those next years, because I want to have friends that will receive me and will be honored to be a part of me when I lose this stewardship. Um, all we are here are stewards of different abilities, different talents, different amounts, uh, let's determine that we use everything we have for the glory of God. And that is today's message. We invite you to tune in next time with Scott Toole as he presents another message from Rosedale Baptist Church. For more information about today's presentation or about the ministries of Rosedale Baptist Church, go online to rosedalebaptist.org. That's rosedalebaptist.org. Join us again next time as we study the Bible chapter by chapter, verse by verse.